listening to Positive Pulse. I'm your host, Sandy Washington. We bring you positive news, inspiring stories, and helpful information. Thanks for tuning in. Positive news and entertainment. Listening to Positive Pulse, I'm Sandy Washington, and in today's Health and Happiness episode, we'll be talking to author and holistic pharmacist Sherry Torkis. Sherry Torkis is also a certified fitness instructor, and she's authored several books, including the Canadian Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine, Saving Women's Hearts, and the GI Made Simple. Sherry Torkis, thanks for joining us. Hi, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. You're certainly welcome, and we're happy to have you on. We know you have some really great information for us today. Many people will be helped by this because we all have dealt with some sort of food allergy, and we would love to hear more about how we can distinguish the difference between food allergies and food intolerances. So let's just start right there. So if you can help us, just give us some points on that. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, we hear these terms allergy, intolerance, and I think there's a lot of confusion about, you know, what is really the difference. So when it comes to food allergies, and common ones would be, say, an allergy to peanuts or egg, that involves an immune immune system reaction to a component of the food. And typically it's the protein component. So the protein part of the egg or the the peanut or even with shellfish. And these reactions, they can be mild or they can be severe. A lot of people have heard of those that have an anaphylactic type reaction where their throat closes off, they have difficulty breathing, and it can actually be life-threatening. So those are very severe types of allergies. And people will often carry an EpiPen when they have a severe type of an allergy. So a food Food intolerance, that is different. It originates typically in the digestive system and it occurs when your body can't break down a certain component of a food. One that many people have heard of is lactose intolerance. So people that have that, they don't have enough of an enzyme in their digestive system called lactase to break down the lactose. And so they get gas and bloating and diarrhea and they don't feel well. And there are other types of food intolerance, such as gluten intolerance, also known as celiac disease. And the one that we're going to focus on today, which is histamine intolerance, which is incredibly common, yet not so well known. And it can cause a whole host of symptoms. If you're histamine intolerant, you can have everything from headaches to hives, racing heart, flushing, gas, bloating, migraine headaches. It can, it can cause a whole lot of symptoms. Oh, my histamine intolerance. So so what exactly is histamine intolerance? Yeah, so so histamines, they are chemicals that are produced naturally by your body and they have a role in your immune system. People may have heard the term antihistamine with mm-hmm. respect to how um, a class of drugs that we use to treat allergy symptoms. So people that have congestion, runny nose, seasonal allergies, they take antihistamines to block that effect. Well, histamines are also found in certain foods. So you can get histamines in your diet if you consume beer, champagne, red wine, fermented vegetables, like pickled vegetables such as olives and different pickled fruits and things like that, nuts and seeds, aged cheeses and meats, they all contain a certain amount of histamine. And if your body can't break down histamine properly, if you don't have enough of the enzyme needed to break down histamine, that's where you can develop all of these symptoms of the hives and the flushing and the upset stomach. And so what's what's typically happening is that um, people either don't have enough 
of the enzyme available, which is called diamine oxidase, or DAO. If you don't have enough of that enzyme to break down histamine, then histamine can really cause a problem for you. Oh, wow. You know, that's really interesting because sometimes we don't know why we feel the way we feel. So this is really uh, shedding a lot of light on that. So it's good to know the symptoms of this too. Now, can you tell me like with the histamine intolerance, is there a certain category of people who are at higher risk of having this? Or can you give us some information on that? Yeah, for sure. So with a histamine intolerance, um, you either have a situation where um, you have too much histamine coming into the body. So if you're eating a lot of processed foods, fermented foods, aged foods, or if you have reduced activity of the enzymes or not enough of that enzyme, that DAO, then you're at risk of having histamine intolerance. In fact, 70% of cases of histamine intolerance are due to having a deficiency, so not enough of that enzyme DAO. And DAO deficiency, it's become incredibly common over the past two decades, just like the prevalence of allergies in general. As there are changes in our diet, people are eating more processed food. It's also thought that our exposure to environmental toxins may play a role in reducing the amount of this DAO, this naturally occurring enzyme that we should have enough of in our body. And people also notice that as they get older, that they may have difficulty in processing foods that previously were not a problem. Mm -hmm. I've often heard friends and colleagues say to me, you know, I used to be able to drink a glass of red wine or to eat, you know, these cheeses. And now when I eat them, I get a headache. I have a racing heart. I get flushing. And so what happens is as we get older, we have less of this DAO enzyme available. So more common with aging and also people that have problems with their stomachs, such as celiac disease or gluten intolerance, or if you have leaky gut or inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's or colitis, very common as well to have DAO deficiency. Oh, wow. Once it's determined that you have that deficiency, what can we do to increase that? Is there a supplement out there that can help us to improve or increase that DAO? Yes, for sure. There is a supplement. You can get DAO enzymes in supplement form, just like you can buy uh, lactase enzymes to help. If you have a lactose intolerance, there are now DAO enzymes. And it's fairly new in North America. It's been widely available in Europe for a long time. And it's great because let's Let's face it, a lot of people don't want to give up their favorite foods if they like beer or wine or they like eating bacon or other aged dried meats or fruits and like even fruits such as citrus fruits have increased amounts of histamine. So if you take a DAO supplement before your meals and you only have to take it about 15 or 20 minutes before a meal, it can help your body to break down those histamines from your foods so that you don't get those unpleasant symptoms. And the the great thing is it works right away. It's not like something you have to take weeks or months to get an effect. Once you start taking a DAO supplement, it works very quickly. You just take it before your meals and then you can process the histamine in your food and you don't get those unpleasant symptoms. Oh, that is awesome. You know, it's good to know that, you know, just when when I was hearing the list of things that, you know, that really would bring this on, like bread and coffee and things of that nature, and just thinking of having to give all that up. (laughs) I can hear somebody now going, no way, I can't do that. But just to know that it's something we can do. You did say that it's a Diego enzymes that we can take and you sit right before we eat, you said. So that's Yeah, right before you eat. And you can... 
there, there's a website too where you can read more information. It's daodeficiency.org. So if you go to daodeficiency.org, you can read about this issue of histamine intolerance, DAO deficiency, and what you can do about it. Um, but yeah, it's great that there is a solution because the reality is people don't want to give up their favorite foods. And also there are certain things that you may not be able to avoid. For example, there are medications that you could be taking that could contribute to histamine intolerance or increase histamine, such as some of the blood pressure medications, anti-inflammatories, antidepressants. Ironically, even the histamine blocking drugs that people take when they have acid reflux or they have ulcers or upset stomach, Mm -hmm. some of those histamine blocking drugs can actually worsen the signs of histamine intolerance. So it's kind of counterintuitive. You would think a histamine blocking drug would help, but actually it can hinder. So yeah, it's important to know that there is a a good solution available. Yes, it is. That's a good thing. So we can continue to enjoy those foods that we love. And how would you know? I know there are some symptoms that you mentioned, but is there there a test or anything that could be taken or, or do you go by the symptoms? How will you really know that you have this intolerance? Well, you can certainly meet with a healthcare provider, a doctor, a dietitian. There is a test. You can have your blood tested, but it's not highly reliable right now. And there's a new a test kit. It's a home test kit that's being developed. And I believe that is going to be available soon, which is going to make life a lot easier for people that are trying to figure out if they have histamine intolerance. But mm-hmm. if you have high blood levels of histamine, then that could indicate that your body is not breaking it down properly. You might have this DAO deficiency, but there will be a, a home test kit available soon. Um, so short of just avoiding those foods, that is one strategy you could do an elimination diet, eliminate all the foods that are high in histamine, which is a bit tough because again, we're talking, you know, beer, champagne, wine, uh, fermented foods, things that have vinegar in them like pickles and mayonnaise, cured meats, dried fruits, nuts. It's a lot to avoid. Or you could just try the supplement, the DAO enzyme. And if you take it before a meal and you feel better after, then that gives you confirmation that your body was just not breaking those foods down properly. And and again, this is common as we get older. Things change in our system. You know, we we wish that uh, we could handle the things that we did when we were in our teens and 20s, but sometimes there are physiological changes in our body that affect how we process certain foods. So supplementing is a good way around that. All right. Well, that's good to know. Good to know there is a solution for it. And also, you know, what should we do as far as our diet? You know, I know there are a lot of things to avoid and we can still enjoy with the supplement taking that before we eat. But what are some of the things we could do, lifestyle changes that we can make to kind of help improve our uh, histamine intolerance? Well, there are a lot of foods that you can include if you are histamine intolerant, and there are certain foods actually that can help if you are histamine intolerant. So ones that can help are onions, which contain a natural antihistamine called quercetin. It's a type of antioxidant that actually will help your, um, prevent your body from releasing too much histamine. Another fall food to keep in mind is pomegranates. They're great because they contain a lot of antioxidants. They can help reduce inflammation. Uh, I would use olive oil when you're cooking or to put it on your foods before you eat them. Olive oil has a lot of beneficial fatty acids, which can help increase the amount of DAO that's released naturally in your system by a significant amount. So, you know, adding olive oil to your diet daily. Also chicken, um, because it increases the release of DAO. That's an 
another one to include. And then there are some other foods that, um, you know, I would naturally include just for better health and wellness, uh, quinoa and uh, mango, apple, kiwi, cantaloupes. Those are all foods that are naturally low in histamines and that you can include in your diet. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds really good, actually. There's a lot of things we can include. So it's not all about avoiding. It's about allowing some other things, too. And and those things don't sound all that bad. Sounds awesome. All right. And also, I just wanted to have you just leave us with some of your final thoughts, Ms. Torcas. For sure. If you are dealing with this histamine issue, keep in mind some foods that are, you know, helpful. And just to summarize some of those foods that that are helpful, mango and pear and quinoa, apples, cantaloupes, they're all great for you. All right. Well, thank you so much. And again, we appreciate you for joining us today. You can go to SherryTorkis.com to learn more about her. You can also learn about her books that are listed there on the site. Very helpful books. Again, we appreciate you for being with us today, Ms. Torkis. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington thanking you for listening. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter at Positive Pulse FM and feel free to subscribe to our podcast at PositivePulseFM.com. Thank you for listening. Positive news and entertainment.